We have been promised all of these things by God. He has basically already given it to us, but we don't possess it. We don't take hold of it. We live in fear. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Welcome to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder here on this Monday, May 15th. And uh, we are excited to be able to get into a series or at least back into a series that we started recently called Calm in the Middle of Crazy. And we certainly do live in a world that is crazy. Uh, things that are happening today that I thought would you know, never happen are happening. And so how do we survive? How do we maintain calmness in the middle of such a weird and strange new world that we live in? Well, fortunately, the Bible doesn't change and God doesn't change. And there are some great principles in the word of God, especially today as we dig into Joshua chapter one and learn how to stay calm in the middle of a very crazy world that we live in. Uh, we also are really excited about going places. So, you know, here in in Grace, we, we go on adventures. We invite you to come along on a couple of them. One, we are going on a creation cruise to Alaska this July, and you are invited. We've got some really good deals, and uh, we're expecting a lot of In Grace friends to come along on this beautiful seven-day cruise in Alaska and Holland, America. The uh, ship is brand new, and it's just going to be a wonderful experience. So if you'd like to get information on that, we have a creation speaker. I'll be speaking. We have a room just for our friends in Grace on the ship. And so if you'd like to find out more information, go to our website, In Grace radio.com in graceradio.com click on travel or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE. That's 1-800-78-GRACE. We also are going to Israel in February, and you can come along on that adventure as well. That is a trip of a lifetime. ingraceradio.com click on travel. Do we live in a crazy world? It just seems like, you know, nothing can top what just happened last week. But then it Something does. We, uh, we're in a series, how to, uh, how to stay calm in, in the middle of a crazy world. And today we're going to talk about overcoming fear. And that is a big part of, of uh, people's lives. We, we are people that are fearful. And I, and I want you to, we're going to go in Scripture in mainly two places today in the Old Testament that will help us understand how we're going to get past living in fear. Not to say you'll never have a fearful moment, but you'll get past living in fear. I think one of the biggest problems that Christians have is we don't take hold of the promises, the spiritual blessings that God has promised us. We don't ever possess the things that God wants us to possess. It's like this man, about 100 years ago, he was a young man, and he moved from England to the United States. He actually ended up here in Chicago. And this is a true story from what I understand. He, uh, he came here, and then he almost just disappeared. No one heard of him. No one knew where he was. And so maybe about a year later, he had an uncle that died in England, and his uncle left him $5 million. $5 million 100 years ago? It's a lot of money. But nobody could find him. 
They literally, Scotland Yard literally did this big investigation trying to find this guy to make sure he gets his inheritance, but they never found him. But then one day he was found at the door of a cheap hotel. This will tell you how long ago. The hotel room was 25 cents for one night. And they found him dead, frozen in that doorway of that cheap hotel. The man did not even have 25 cents to pay for a night in that hotel, but he was heir to $5 million. I believe that's a lot of Christians in our world today. We have been promised all of these things by God. He has basically already given it to us, but we don't possess it. We don't take hold of it. We live in fear. We live in fear that, you know, that, that the world's in trouble. And it is, believe me, it is. Uh, they, they live in fear of the pandemic. And certainly we need to take precautions, but we, we cannot live in fear. We cannot live that way. We live in fear because of, of maybe a health issue in our life, and we're not certain, you know, what's going to happen next or how bad it's going to get. Am I going to ever get better? And you live in fear of, you know, marital problems or, or problems with your, your children or, or your, your colleagues or whatever it is. You're always living in fear. But I think that there's a much better way. Not to say we should never be concerned about things, but should those, can, should those things ever overwhelm us to the point where it makes us cease to function? No. What we're going to talk about today is, is Joshua. Joshua was a very young man. In Joshua 1, in verse 1, he is now the leader. He is now uh, given the command of the people of God. Moses had died. And uh, it was now time to possess the land. You remember the story of Israel? They were slaves in Israel. They had grown to a mighty nation. And God used Egypt. He used that time, Joseph, uh, the famine, Joseph being sold into slavery, saving his family and others from that famine. They grew and prospered in Goshen. And they've actually found all of that archaeologically, which is really cool. And then a new pharaoh came and was worried about this Semitic people that had grown so big and powerful in his land. And he started to enslave them and make them work hard. And then God raised up Moses, the, the little baby that the mother put into a, a a bushel basket and floated in the, the river, the daughter of Pharaoh, finding the baby, raising the baby, Moses eventually being used of God to come and to lead the people. Well, unfortunately, Moses had a moment where he was angry and he struck a rock twice. You say, what's the big deal? Because it was a picture. The rock is Jesus. The rock was struck once. Jesus died for our sins and rose again. But because of his anger, God said, okay, you're going to be able to look into the land, but you're not going to be able to go into the land. Isn't that sad? And by the way, the people could have gone right from Egypt into the land. But because of their unbelief, because God said, okay, I'm going to give this to you. This is yours. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. And they sent in spies and they said, wow, the, this land is really amazing. They had, uh, it took two men to carry a cluster of grapes on a pole, two men to carry a cluster of grapes. I mean, this was truly a bountiful, prosperous land, a land flowing with milk and honey. 
But then some of the spies said, no, it's, it's too great, it's too powerful, the cities are too fortified, we can never take it. But two said, no, God said we can do it, let's do it. One of them was Joshua. The rest had to die in the wilderness, and it was 40 years, they could have gone right in, but they didn't have that trust in the Lord that parted the Red Sea. Can you imagine that? You saw with your eyes this massive, deep body of water, it's basically an ocean, the Gulf of Aqaba, parted where you're walking across on dry land. As soon as you get to the other side, the Egyptian army comes across and the seas close on the Egyptian army. You saw that with your eyes. You heard that with your ears. It had to be quite the sound. And you've already forgotten that, not that long after. So you're not trusting the Lord anymore. But that's our problem. That's the problem that we have today. It's the same God, okay? But we don't have that, like, Lord, I believe in you. I trust in you. I want to not be afraid of this circumstance, of this issue. I just trust you in this. And then you have a peace and a calm in that situation. But we don't do that. We're fearful people. But now it's time. They're going to go into the land. Joshua is now the leader. Look at Joshua 1.1. It says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. I wonder what Joshua's mindset was. You know, man of faith, obviously, but this is still a big deal. He had seen with his own eyes these cities. We've been able to do research and TV episodes at Jericho. And certainly Jericho was a heavily fortified city that looked, if you stood at the bottom of Jericho and looked up, it just went up and up and up and up. These massive, massive walls. Like, how could you possibly conquer that? He was going to lead the people into this land and conquer not only that city, but many others. Heavily fortified. The Canaanite cities were heavily fortified. I've seen all the evidence. I've walked it. I've seen these massive stones that are still in place. How do you conquer that? It seems insurmountable. There's no chance that I can possibly overcome this issue in my life. Do you serve a big God? Did God express his undying love to you by sending his son for you? Did he promise to never leave you or forsake you, to be a friend that's closer than a brother? I mean, these are promises of God to you. How many animals could fit on Noah's Ark? Did the flood really cover the entire earth? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than Ingrace's exciting video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge, the son-in-law of Answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to In Grace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a walk through creation with Ken Ham and exploring God's oceans. Or get our entire eight series creation bundle for only $100. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to learn about a young earth and explore the beauty of God's world. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. 
I'm gonna show you a clip from an InGrace episode that we aired a couple years ago. This one's called Joshua's Conquest. We've renamed the series Discover Hidden Israel 1.5. Why? Because Discover Hidden Israel is a really great series name. And uh, so we're renaming this one, Joshua's Conquest, Discover Hidden Israel 1.5. And in this, Dr. Stripling, who is the archaeologist, he's one of the only, there's only two archaeologists in the lands of the Bible. There's hundreds of digs going on. There's only two that believe the Bible. And he's one of them. Okay, so he's been a, a frequent guest on In Grace. Let's see what he, he has to say about these footprints. We're gonna talk about Gilgal, or Gilgalim, mm -hmm. which is the encampment that when they went to conquer Jericho, they went to Gilgal. So is that a geographic location, or as Adam Zertal believed, mm. could be these footprint structures that we're finding and we're standing at one right now. Right, well, we don't know for sure, but my sense is that these were probably campsites, a series of them, so it could be both. I mean, these encampments could have been tribally, so each tribe encamping at one. This is the largest of the footprint sites here, and maybe the largest tribe was here. And the footprint would be significant if God is saying, everywhere your foot sets down on the land, yeah. I will give you. Sure. This is intriguing, this is interesting. There's a lot more studying and research that has to go on, but a series of footprints as they take the land that God right. promised them. Well, if we can date this to the series of the conquest, then it's amazing. We've got an altar here in the middle of it. We've got a large enclosure, and it seems to match pretty nicely. All right, well, we got our plan. All right, let's go. I was absolutely blown away at what I saw at Gilgal Argamon. Could these really be leading us to the next scene in the story of Joshua's conquest, Mount Ebal? The only way to find out was to go to another footprint. But this one, near Rimonim, was not going to be easy to get to. The footprint of Rimonim. And the footprints are pretty significant here in Israel. It's kind of more recent discoveries. It's pretty fascinating. Adam Zertal discovered five in his survey of Manasseh in the Jordan Valley. He found this one through aerial survey for using satellite yeah, imagery. He, he figured it would be one here, so he got out the maps and started looking, and lo and behold, he found one. He nailed it, and you know, there's probably six more out there. So these are remnants of the conquest, and that's what we're talking about here in Israel, and the footsteps. Isn't that fascinating? Uh, and again, they're, they're not positive exactly uh, what they are and why they're there, but it seems to really tie in with what we just read. In the Bible, everywhere your foot shall tread, and Scott feels like that might be the enclosure that held the tabernacle uh, before they eventually brought it to Shiloh, and that's where it stood for over 300 years. Joshua 1.4 says, from the wilderness, so that's south, that is all the way to Egypt, possibly including Egypt, and this Lebanon, of course, Lebanon is just north of Israel, even unto the great river, so if you go east, you'll come eventually to the river Euphrates, I mean, this is massive. All the land of the Hittites, that's part of Turkey. Uh, unto the Great Sea, of course, that's the Mediterranean going down to the sun. The sun would set, if you're in Israel, at the, uh, at the Mediterranean, shall be your coast. And this is massive. You know, today they have a sliver. They were promised by God 300,000 square miles of land. At the most they ever possessed, they ever claimed, was 30,000 square miles. 
They only claimed about one-tenth of what God said could be theirs if they just had trusted him. And that seems about the right percentage of what we claim as Christians that we could have. It's about 10% of what we could have if we just trusted the Lord in these matters. I feel like there's a correlation there and a lesson there. Joshua 1.5, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. These are incredible words. These are encouraging words. Don't you think Joshua needed to hear these encouraging words? As I was with Moses, God says to Joshua, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Wonderful words. And if you ever feel abandoned, any of you ever fear abandonment, being left alone? Everybody has that fear. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, verse six. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. There was an unconditional promise he gave to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob to Israel that they would have this land. They don't possess it today and they possess part of it Praise God, they've been regathered. An amazing fulfillment, a modern day fulfillment of prophecy. But the full fulfillment is that whole land that I just described to you, 300,000 square miles. That will be in the millennium. But Joshua needed to hear the words, be strong and courageous. Maybe you need to hear these words today from God. And as I stand here today, I try not to be giving you my opinion or my words. I'm trying to give you God's words. As an oracle of God, I want to bring forth to you what God wants you to hear today. And maybe God needs you to hear, fear not, be courageous, be strong. You feel like you need to hear those words today? I know I do. And here God is giving Joshua as he's probably being overwhelmed with the tremendous task upon him. And God gives him a fresh word of encouragement. Be Thou strong and very courageous. And you're going to see a repetition of this as we go through reading the text. The words, I will never leave you, can be translated this way. I will not drop you. I will not abandon you. I'm reminded of a funny story. An airplane was flying over the Atlantic and then suddenly the intercom, a voice comes over and uh, the voice says, ladies and gentlemen, I would like for you to look out your right window and notice that both engines are on fire. I'd like for you to look out the left window and notice that we've had to shut down both of those engines. I would like for you to look down and you'll notice a yellow dot with six smaller dots in it. That's the pilot, the co-pilot and four flight attendants. This is a recording. Have you ever felt abandoned? Have you ever felt like you're alone? Well, there's a promise of God for you. Again, the promises he's giving to Joshua, the promises he's giving to Israel, those are unique to Israel. They've, they've been given a unique set of promises that they would bless the whole world. They have, right? They gave us Jesus. Did you know Jesus is Jewish? We cannot be anti-Semitic. We must love the Jewish people. If you ever meet someone that's Jewish, say, I am so thankful for you. I pray for you. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. 
You need to be a, a Zionist as well. You need to say they, that land is theirs. That doesn't mean you're anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab. You're not. We need to love every person. But we certainly need to love the Jewish people who have been um, the one people group in all of history that has been uh, most attacked and maligned for no reason. So there's specific promises to Israel that aren't for us, but God has given us specific promises to not leave us, to not forsake us, to, to be with us, to help us, to give us the spirit of God. We have God in us. And so we have really nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. So the Bible is full of these fear not verses. Now somebody said, there's one fear not or don't fear in the Bible for every day, 365 fear nots. I don't know that that's 100% accurate, but I know the Bible hundreds of times tells us to not fear, okay? And that's a promise from God to you. And he gave this promise that you're not going to be abandoned. You're not going to be, some people think that you can lose salvation. Are you telling me that God would go to all the trouble of, of paying your sin debt by becoming sin on the cross, being buried and, and raised again, and then, and then save you and then throw you back? What, what type of father, what type of good father would do that? So you don't have to worry about being abandoned. You don't have to, be wor you don't have to worry if you mess up that God's gonna just kick you out of the family. Once you're born, you're born. Now he might discipline you because he loves you, but that's because he loves you. How does God discipline? Well, he has his ways and he's really good at it. I would just suggest the closer you stay to God, you know, when I was a kid, I learned that the closer I stayed to my dad, the, the less it hurt when he spanked me. He didn't have that, you know, that swing. So may I suggest the closer you stay to God, the less that, that's ever gonna happen to you. And he's not gonna abandon you. He's, not gonna, he's never gonna kick you out, my friend knowing that once you have received by faith Jesus, you're saved today, tomorrow, and forever. You don't have to worry about being abandoned. We will continue to talk about Calm in the Middle of Crazy and Joshua chapter one tomorrow on our Tuesday edition of In Grace and definitely stay close to the Lord. And uh, that's the way to live. Right before we go, we are so excited about some really great resources that will really equip you or maybe you wanna give it away to your kids and grandkids so that you can answer people that say we evolved or we came about by random processes and chance. We've got resources. These are video series that we've made that really are are packed with great information and it's done in a fun and entertaining way. The first one I'd like to send to you is called A Tour of Noah's Ark. And on this full-size ark tour that we do, we talk about creation, we talk about evolution, we talk about the flood, Noah's Ark, how did all the animals fit? And this is a four-part series that will really bless you or equip you to, you know, answer questions or give to your kids and grandkids because the kids today are being inundated with the false uh, narrative of evolution. And so if you'd like to get a tour of Noah's Ark, all you have to do is make a gift of any amount to our ministry. That gift will make sure more people hear about Jesus through In Grace. And we'll thank you by sending you this great four-part video, A Tour of Noah's Ark. If your gift is $35 or more, we're going to send you two more great creation videos. One is one of my favorites, Diving in the Keys of Florida. We call that Exploring God's 
Ocean, and that's with a PhD marine biologist that uh, dives with me, and we talk all about these incredible creatures that we're seeing. And a walk through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham is another video I'd like to send to you. Now, some of you want everything. So we have what we call the Creation Bundle, eight of our best video series on creation. If you'd like to get the entire bundle, that's only $100 or more, a gift of $100 or more. We'll get you all eight of these fantastic videos. So how to get them? You just call us at 1-800-78-GRACE during business hours. If it's after hours, leave us a voicemail, 1-800-78-GRACE, or anytime, day or night, go to ingraceradio.com. That's ingraceradio.com. Call right now, get a hold of us right now, so you can be equipped to answer those questions that people are asking. Don't forget to get the video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight-series creation bundle for just $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.